0: Welcome along to Season 3, Episode 26 uh, of LOI Weekly with Johnny Ward and Dan MacDonald. We're back in Ireland, back from Baku. Unfortunately, Dundalk knocked out of the Champions League. Shamrock Rovers is knocked out of the Europa League. Dundalk going to the Europa League to play uh, Bratislava this week. And uh, a very tasty draw if they get through that as well. On today's show, we have Donald Green. He's a Dundalk guy living in Bratislava and was involved with Dundalk FC in the past. And he's uh, been living there for some years now. And he'll give a good insight into what Dundalk might face. And we'll also talk to Shane so Ahead of Bose and Shelburne, and to reflect on what's going on in Europe um, over the last week or so, we'll have Shane on the line. We'll have both guys from Skype and Finn Harps as well in really, really good form. Their defender Keith Cowan is going to be joining us uh, from the Northwest to discuss their brilliant results of late. Follow us on Podcast Republic, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and at LOI Weekly on Twitter. And uh, as you probably gather, Dan and I are in a, a proper studio this week, not recorded on an iPhone Dan. Which we no got, we got through. I though. think that's our I
1: think I think I think it's our first time back doing the pod here together in around four weeks, because you were away one of the weeks and you were I was, at one an, of I the was games, in Riga another week, so mm. it's just like it's just the two of us here. Yeah back home. We can you're, make you, it if we
0: try. Yeah. You're yeah. Uh,
1: you're looking a bit fatigued. What yeah. were you up to for
0: the weekend? Went to a festival,
1: there. Went to a festival. Uh, How old are you? A lot old, lot younger than a lot of the people there. Yeah. All together now, was it? Mm. Every time I hear that name, I keep thinking of that song from the, the farm song from the mid 90s. Oh, remember, it was, no it was Everton's FA Cup final song oh, in yeah. 1995. I just keep, I so every time I heard, like, I know a lot of people that rat that. It's all like, it's sort of like a middle aged electric picnic type event, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's, it's people. Two who, of your indoor colleagues were at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're, that's, they're the, you know, they don't, they're a bit old festivals now. They'd rather one, like, Rory was there, Rory O'Connor was there. He told me he was in a library. There was a library there with all the newspapers in it. So I mean, it's sort of a, it's a, it's a, it's, well, it's, a, it's a, a festival. It's a festival of notions. Yeah. But yeah, you you didn't make the library yourself. Didn't no? make the library. Where no. were you, son?
0: Just at various gigs. Yeah.
1: I've seen. I've saw pictures of you at various stages of the weekend. You looked somewhat... Uh,
0: it's a fairly mad place now. Yeah. It's, it's and there are twenty thousand people there or something, and it's it's very easy to get lost even if you've been there before because there are so many different areas to the whole kind of massive big site that they have. But. uh Good fun. It's hard, It's harder than to recover though from these things. You look a bit
1: like uh, I was grand a couple, after a backup. couple of the Dundalk players in the last five minutes of the game last week. Uh, it's just caught up with you. Eventually, yeah. the effort has taken its toll on you. But uh,
0: Rovers, I you thought, don't really give uh, much details in
1: your weekend. But it was no, none of it is
0: football related. Uh, mm, okay. Rovers, I think let one slip. But Dundalk and Carabaig, what were your thoughts on it? Got yeah. a bit of slagging for saying that they'd been battered in the game, but I thought they thought they were to be well, honest. Well
1: I think well I don't know I don't want to misquote you because I can't I, I don't know what you said that you subsequently deleted a tweet or something I don't know what that was about but uh, like they were well beaten they were well beaten like to me you know uh, they were still in the tie with 20 minutes to go which was their plan essentially I think now you, you can talk about that, that approach obviously and you can debate the rights or wrongs of it. and obviously by playing Sean Hoare in midfield uh, they went very conservative you know, to play two sitting midfielders uh, and that's a, a slight shift I don't think say the previous manager would have gone, gone that way I could be wrong uh, I just can't remember I'm doing that in a, in a game like that I could be mistaken someone could correct me on that but obviously there was a strategy that acknowledged well these are probably better you know so stay in the game so I think they achieved their job of staying in the game uh, and you know conceded a bad second goal at fatigue really and and they got done like i think the scoreline in the end did reflect the game um like a battering to me is is uh, is more germany san marino like you know a team that scores seven or eight goals having had around 60 chances like it wasn't that it was a it was a it was a Team that was far better than another team winning by a scoreline that reflects dominance. You know, good teams don't necessarily get turned over anymore. The like Carabag would have had to convert. I think you were saying I oh, could have lost seven or eight nil. I've seen people say that. Well, for a team to do that, they need to be converting pretty much all of their good chances. You know, by con- everything, every game would finish around eight five.
0: They in were poor case, in front of you know, goal, Carabag. but uh, just looking back on Soccer Republic, I, I didn't realize how close Hoban was to actually scoring. If he he kind of blamed the pitch, I think. But he, I, sp- I spoke
1: to him, got onto the plane, mm. um. And he when was, he was chatting to the dog fan there, and I was sort of just at the edge of the discussion, he was saying if it was Oriel Park or Talibet, that would have gone in. Mm. And, I, yeah, we were at sort of a ground level over there. So, you you know, it's only actually when I saw the highlights, actually, you got a sense of maybe some of the stuff that happened mm. in the match. Even, even a sense of really how much the first goal was preventable, too. I think that would be a, a real sense of, of disappointment. Um, it seems to have happened a lot quicker when we were there. Um, but... <laughs> they probably had opportunities to, to snuff that out, you know? But, look, they've... We, 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 They're I think not some, really at it, though, are they? But some, but sometimes we can, I think... We only have a certain amount of European games per mm. year for all our clubs. So, like, we tend to analyse them to death and, like, draw conclusions out of them in a, in a dramatic sense. Like, I think if you're talking broadly about the results this year so far, um, you know... Th- Teams have sort of got by teams like like Rovers shocked Bran really okay now I think I think that's more a perception of how Bran see themselves but I mean Rovers overperformed nearly you think cause to to knock out a team from Norwegian, in a better league Cork probably underperformed against Progress um, the dog haven't been firing but got through against the team you would expect them to get through against Nearly and he went out to the team you would expect them Riga to Riga didn't to. go on about the Polish And then, then Riga about Riga the Polish champions which is a mad result. Definitely wouldn't have seen that one coming. So like things have sort of fallen in line almost with what you would expect because even those shocks I refer to, Cork progress, you know, it's not dramatic at mm. all and progress have done better like in Europe in recent seasons and um, you know, Rovers brand, fair enough. Like we have, Ireland had never beaten a club from Norway in like even, I think it was something since the 70s, you know. Um so like the, the results haven't been that bad, you know, um, and I think it's actually been actually an okay year. And even look at the coefficient results; it's actually been a better, one of the better years. But it's there's still a natural sense of disappointment when teams go out. I mean, Rovers would have been overperforming to knock a Apollon, even though in the two games they didn't look like a team that. Apollon, who I don't know if you saw the game on Thursday, but they didn't look like a team that Indeed, yeah. they didn't look like a team that performed as they did in the group stages last year. So maybe a lot of these teams are clicking into form. But Rovers, like they 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 were actually good enough to get through that game. I think they'll actually take mm-hmm. a certain amount of confidence from that they got themselves into a position. The only slight fear you would have from a Rovers perspective, and I know they did the job against Bran, but if you look at it over the last month or so, uh, like the Dundalk game where they were on top and stuff you just need to be a bit more clinical as a team. You know, like when they're on the ropes, you know, you, you apply the knockout blow. I mean, you know, they were down to 10 men and they had 25 minutes or so with 10 men and they just didn't, they didn't really drive on. And, and uh, they had extra time. And the red card for league race extra time was created from a, a Rovers attack, you mm. know, and, and Dan Carr got himself in a bit of a it Well, tango. it was, um, like, it was it,
0: a mad game in that um, Limassol from the two legs, they short series in discipline. Like, um... Uh, in the first half, Greg Bulger was stamped on and whoever did it should clearly have gotten yeah. sent off. So they got away with that. They were there for the taking mm-hmm. and Rovers but didn't... the sending off they Ro- were just so stupid on their part. Ro- the Rovers were 2-0 well, well, like, yeah. down. They were really struggling in the game at that stage and they needed a goal... They got like an extra man from nothing to do with their own creativity. Aaron Green, who's been missing sitters in front of goal all season, then doesn't have to think about it and scores an audacious goal from 30 yards. And you're just thinking, at the very least, get the penalties here. At the very, very least. Because you've an extra man. These lads are tiring as well.
1: Even when it was 10- well, 10. Not, not the very least, get the penalties. Get through. That's what they, they had to do. They, like, they, had the, they, they didn't had, even get the penalties. But they, but they actually, I mean, look, no. they met, met attack and substitutions, to be mm. fair, to they try did. and close they it did. off. The, another problem which I think they exposed that was the actual the lack of depth they have in defense areas, yeah. they've never experienced defender on the bench. So when it's been made a point as when, well, when, when Grace when Grace got sent off, they ended up having to do with almost reshuffle, with moving Ethan Boyle, Gary O'Neill mm-hmm. ended up in the sort of a right right sided defensive role, and mm-hmm. uh, th- there was too many square pegs and round mm-hmm. holes. They have look, they've tried obviously Liam Scales was one they, they were looking at. I think they've obviously looked at other defenders. I think they, I don't think they're Andy Boyle. I don't think well they're playing links. on as though they're not aware that it's a problem. But it, but it is actually it's it's custom i think because i thought they they when when the red card was conceded uh, when Lee Grace was sent off, then there is an element of get the penalties in that situation. But they didn't have the, no, didn't have you know the what players I'm to manage what it. I, what situation. I'm saying is,
0: at the very least, get the penalties. But you should be winning this game with an extra man now at this stage because you just need one goal to get through. They shouldn't be conceding against an extra man in in extra time. And the extra man, like Lee Grace's first yellow was obviously... Well, like no, they, they, when they conceded, it was 10 v 10, 10, 10. 10. 10. Lee Grace, that tackle, obviously, like he shouldn't be getting sent off there because he's already on a book and it, it broke down from, as you say, from an attacking play They looked a bit... They looked a bit like they didn't really know how to handle the 11 v 10. I thought they were kind of gung ho, but like were still looking vulnerable. Like even at the end of full time, they were passing around the back and nearly gave away a goal. Um, I think Grace hit it to Ethan Boyle. Ethan Boyle hit it back to the keeper. Man has kind of lost possession, and they very nearly coughed up a goal. And it was like this shouldn't be happening. You've 11 v 10. Yeah, well, I, so, I don't, I don't mind having about haven't that, haven't if said, it was said that. It's a footballing
1: team. You still pass the ball around, like you but know.
0: It was. I was just like, get it extra time, and then you've 10 v 11 for 30 minutes. But in fairness, Limassol they're still a good side. It was very hot, like it was it was hard and over.
1: Well, the other Cypriot teams, their results. If you looked at them last week, I mean, this is the thing. A, there, well, actually, I think one of the other the other Libeson team got knocked out. But I mean, Larnica won four 0 away mm. to uh, levski Sofia. Uh, and Applewell but we'll see what happened like. They won comfortably against Team from Montenegro, so like we'll see what they're like. But anyway, listen, the dog is still in, still in the game. I think Rovers will feel like they let it slip. oh they did, yeah. yeah. No, they did, they did. I think that's there's there no other way. There's no other way of describing it. Like you mm. I mean to knock out two? Like there would have been. It's funny, like it's it's the margins. You know, now we're we're, we're just being critical and going through it. Whereas if they'd done it, it would have been almost two of the best back-to-back results by mm. an Irish club in, in some time. You know, probably since the uh, 2016. You know, so. Um that's that's probably the frustration that like they, they actually showed they're well capable of competing in that level, but they didn't get the job done. And last year in Sweden they didn't get it done. Like they just need to be more clinical uh to sort of match their sort of the actual chances and, and possession that they have in some of these matches. Although I mean the they actually, actually got a bit Burk of a chase in the, the first half, actually, a bit on Thursday, they, were, oh, they did. they yeah. did. to be fair, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. actually they, they they recovered from it. But um, um
0: I thought Karabeg were really good. Like I I couldn't really knock them off much. I just thought this this side of all the teams they've played, their speed of movement, their and the crowd as well as man. I was just thinking coming back, there were six thousand, maybe even five and a half if you include the cops at the game. It was unbelievable atmosphere. Like it was even listen on the box well, there was like,
1: 500 police there, yeah. There were, but yeah.
0: you don't need like that many people at a game if if League of Ireland, um, League of Ireland Stadia can produce great. That was one of the best like atmospheres I've had at a football game. There were only 6,000 people there. It was obviously hostile out in the, yeah. in the effectively Middle East, but um, I thought I think Carabag will do very well. I thought they were excellent, but see,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the, it, it wasn't a factor in the results, but I mean, the heat was a factor as well, like you know. I think Dundalk probably struggled as well to be as energetic as they would normally. Like it's very rare you see Dundalk fading. I mean, they not got a lot of penalties because other teams get tired later in games. Generally, they finish strongly. I mean, you saw in the home leg, they finished really strongly. Um, but they were flagging a bit at the end. So the heat was a factor, not enough to excuse the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see. I mean, carabao Apparel now is a, is an interesting tie. I think certainly a lot of the Dundalk lads would feel that Carabao could go far. Now, as it happens, if they if they get through they play the winner of the Pauk Ajax game. And obviously if Dundalka passed Sloven Bratislava, they play the loser of that tie. So I think in either scenario for Carabag, that would probably be difficult if they get by Applewell. So it just goes to show, like you play a team that, that that's that good at that stage of the competition, uh, and Carabag still have two really difficult ties mm-hmm. to try and get to the Champions League. So if it's difficult for them, then how difficult is it for the Irish club? Um, you know, and 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 this is this is the problem in the Europa League route for Andock now. Even it's it's actually a mixed bag. I mean, they've got a job. We're going to go to Donald Green and Bratislava shortly to, to speak about the tie they've got. But if they get through that tie, even to have to play a team like Pauk or Ajax to get to the group stages of the Europa League is brutally hard. Now, there no the, the, the was like there there were options in that draw. Like there was there was there was I think like Doodleland. It just goes to show right. You can have. Uh, structures and he can have a plan and he can have this and that, whatever. Uh, the look of the draw is also a massive factor for Irish club success in Europe and. Uh like there's a, there's a scenario here to get into the group stages where Doodleange, who were almost like the Dundalk of last year, the team from Luxembourg, uh, I think they play a team from Estonia in the third round of the Champions League, and if they win that, they play another. There was a, a couple of unseeded options where two unseeded teams get each other. So the winner of Doodleange and that team from Estonia plays the winner of a team from Georgia and a team from Armenia, wow. and one of those teams is in the is in the group stages of the Europa League. But you know the dogs' winners play the Pau Gajax losers. Mm-hmm. So uh, they... They certainly haven't had their luck on their side in terms of uh, the permutation. And it just goes through, you can make any plans you want about, want to get group stages and need to do this and need to do that. Um, I think even a better Dundalk it, it would find it very hard to cope with what's coming um, but let, we, maybe we'll talk about the Bratislava game I know I think for people who've listened the last couple of weeks obviously it's been very European centric there is other stuff going on in the league there's full round of FA Cup games there's Finn Harps and a revival congratulations you know, so to Derry for getting the scoring terrific David Parkhouse with four goals so there's other stuff to talk, to, but, uh, talk about but Bratislava Dundalk is live on air tomorrow night, and there is a man from Dundalk living in Bratislava. who's an ex-Dundalk player. He's on the books. That's Donald Green, and he's been doing a bit of scouting. He's uh, he's very much on top of what's going on with Bratislava at the moment. So
0: you're not yeah. going yourself, of course. You're taking a week off. I'm I'm here,
1: mm. I'm obviously not going. Are you Bratislava. disappointed? Um, no, no, no. no You've no. had a few trips. This no, year. no, no, no. The, that was this was on the cars, Aiden Fitzmaurice is over there for us, and um, of course, if
0: Rovers have gotten through. They would have been playing Vienna. And the doubleheader would have been possible. Yeah, and Vienna and Bratislava are an hour away on the, the double header yeah, would have been possible. Have
1: been no, I'm good. happy. No, listen, happy enough to. Uh, you can't do them all, and um, where are you going to watch the game? I don't know. Who knows? I, I, I mean, probably in you know, a hostelry of some kind. i just moved into a new house. So I don't have air sport in yet. Getting round to it. So, it's like, a shameful uh, admission considering.
0: Yeah. Where we are, you've done not so much work for air over the last. Well, I haven't. Had, I years. haven't
1: got around to getting it in yeah. yet. I'm mean, I'm still in that. You've done a lot of
0: renovation, but you haven't sorted out A lot a of renovation. A lot yeah. of renovation. We've seen it on Instagrams, like now and then. Here was the kitchen, and here it is. It's impressive. house, yeah. house is looking? Well done.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. My heads all over the place yeah. at the moment. I had a very unfortunate incident in a in in B and a couple of weeks ago. People who are listening to this who've gone through the whole renovations, you know, like you're in autopilot doing this stuff the whole time, right? So. Uh, I was in B and Q, and I'm so used to going and getting paint and taking buckets of paint and just carrying a bucket of paint in and out, or whatever, whatever it might be. And uh, so I was there with the missus and being in the queue and you know, getting some stuff off the counter, you know. And I wasn't really paying that much attention. I was like, "Gosh, oh, you've took, had a few she, very strange she, she moments took a, in She uh, took a bag up, yeah. and I was like, oh, "I just, I took this, and I, I, took, you know, I took another bucket, and I walked out, you know." And we're walking out of the shop, and she turns around to me, and she's like. What the hell are you doing? I was like, what are you talking about? Like, and basically there was a charity collection at the edge of the at the end of the B and Q counter, which I had just taken up and walked. I think it was All for Fo- I think it was for Focus Ireland, you know. So like, <laughs> I just had to turn around and sprint back in straight away. Dro- drop it, dro- drop it, drop it down on the Man. counter. I was like, listen, really sorry about that. I was like, it was really worrying attention span. Instead, because
0: i re- late after the Dundalk home leg against Carabeg, you went to to get petrol paid the petrol and didn't actually put any petrol in yeah it yeah, that was very. and yeah. then the following morning you bought a bar of chocolate and didn't pay or vice versa so? no
1: I just left on the counter and walked yeah. out of the shop so yeah. like I, I definitely think it just think goes so you're, to show, you're, you're evolving to me or something I might actually have to, it's either that or like deep neurological issues are sort of beginning to form let's go to Bratislava
0: John, I suppose the first question what brought you to Bratislava
2: well if you meet an expat in Bratislava, there's probably only one reason they've come here, and it's usually involving a woman. Uh, so, so I, I've I've uh, I've got a son over here. Uh, I came over here eight years ago to be to be close to him, uh, and been happy enough since then to be based here.
0: And what's it like in terms of? being been to Vienna. Is it like your normal kind of European city, or?
2: It's getting there. Like when I came here eight years ago, it was a couple of steps behind the rest of uh, of the of the cities in the region in terms of the people, you know, English language level, their openness to, to outsiders. Uh, but definitely in the last eight years, this made a lot of progress. It's a lot more open now, uh, but it still wouldn't be at the same level as the likes of maybe uh, definitely not Vienna, but even not the same as Prague or Warsaw or those mm-hmm. other cities in the region. What was your background with Dundalk? Uh, well, I'm obviously born and bred in Dundalk. Um, went up to to play there uh, when I was about 15, 14 actually, um, was involved in teams with, uh, with Jim, uh, Jim Gannon first of all, uh, then John Gill, Sean Connor, Ian Foster, but uh, never really played much in the first team, uh, a couple of benches and uh, a few friendlies and stuff like that, so it was more, more or less just youth team and then we had the A Championship for a couple of years and I, I played in that, so been around the club for a while, but first and foremost I'm a supporter since I was about four years old and that's the main association.
1: Yeah, because uh, I, I I was talking to John Gill just at the airport last week when we got back from Baku and he was just mentioning that you, you'd gone to watch a couple of the Bratislava games and sent a report back. I mean, it must have been funny almost to suddenly find yourself in a position where you can be helpful to Dundalk rather than sort of being, I don't know, adrift from afar to actually be able to offer something.
2: Yeah, and like that's the thing. Like If, if you think back then to when, when I would have been involved, that was 10 years ago now and we were really down in the doldrums and it was not a fashionable thing to be a Dundalk fan and now kind of looking from a distance uh seeing the success they've had it's kind of i'm a little bit jealous of the fans who are involved now because they're they're a little bit spoiled i think Mm. um but yeah it was great when i saw the draw that they could have got uh, slovan if they didn't progress in his carabag i text john i said i hadn't spoken to him in a long long time and i said look john i'm obviously based here and if you want me to go along i'll happily go and, and make a few notes which i did And then uh, myself and John just met up for coffee last night with Vinny and and Stephen O'Donnell and just had a chat about, uh, I think Stephen's research was more or less the same as mine. He'd watched videos and stuff and
1: we kind of came to the same conclusions. Okay, well, I mean, we'll, well, we'll move on to that because I think when the when the draw is made, I I, find, I think that sometimes people know the name Sloven Bratislava, so there is like a respect for them, you know. That there is a, there's a sense of their yeah, that that's a team. I mean, they've what they won the Cup Winners' Cup or something back in the day, or they certainly won a they win a European trophy back in the day, or they certainly have a a, a story. The the yeah, they beat Real Madrid, I think, in the y- final yeah. of the Cup Winners' Cup. So, like, they've a story. Yeah. So they have a storied history, um, but at the same time, it would appear that maybe they're not the force they were or maybe they're having some problems at the moment because well you can tell us I mean where where are Sloven Bratislava at right now
2: well they're actually celebrating their 100th year in operation so they're, they're not a not a flash in the pan they've been around for a while Um, they're the most successful club in the history of Czech or Slovakia Uh, so they've obviously got pedigree you're right in saying though that the last couple of years they haven't really uh, hit the heights that would be expected from them they're the only team playing in the first league uh, from Bratislava obviously the capital city Um, and other teams like Donaiska Streda Zilina Spartak Turnova have been kind of hogging the limelight for the last couple of years but there's a bit of a shift now because they've moved into this beautiful new stadium. I don't know if you've seen it. It's mm. a 22 and a seater. It looks amazing. It's like yeah. a yeah, it's like a mini Aviva. It's really a beautiful first, first rate stadium, and they've got a lot of money behind them now. There's a local businessman, or as they call them here, oligarchs. Um, Ivan Quateric, he's the kind of media uh, property mogul, and he bought the club, invested a lot of money into it. They've signed lads like Sporar and uh, a an Nigerian player for well over a million euros. So they've got money behind them. They've got investment. The players are earning good money on long-term contracts. But the thing is, the the, the squad they have, they've only one or two Slovaks in it, and I think the crowd have an issue with that.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I saw a piece you you did with uh, Quven Riley from the Doc, the, Democrat. The Doc Democrat, where you were you were alluding to uh, the 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 type of fan they have, which I thought was quite interesting.
2: Well, I, th- that was maybe one of the side comments that I made, which maybe got turned into one of the main the main uh, topics of it. Um, I mean, it's there are some things which are well documented, like the the vice president of the club and the son of the owner has actually been uh, videoed. It's on YouTube. You can check it, uh, and, and sanctioned for making a making a right handed salute uh, on the pitch uh, to to his own fans. So he, I think he got like a couple of months ban and a ten grand fine. So th- th- there is an element there. I think um, there's obviously a negative element of many clubs, but that that's definitely something that it's not just an observation. It's it's a, it's a kind of accepted fact that there is an element of that among their support. Uh, having said that, it's like most clubs with that sort of issue. Like 95% of the people who go to games are just regular people with no interest in politics, you know?
1: Mm. So what are the dog's chances here then? Because in Bratislava, they, they were knocked out by the team, Sijeska from Montenegro in the first round of the Champions League. I think they conceded a couple of late goals in, in both games. And then they knocked out the team from Kosovo, Ferentje Valley. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong in some shape. or They got through them. So I don't know. What, what, it, what it was your take on the dog's chances here, Donald? I, I think first
2: and foremost they have a very good chance. It's a good time to be playing uh, Slovan, given the fact that they're only I think two, three games into the league season, maybe four games. Um, the, the the game, the Champions League game, was a huge disappointment for them. The fact that they went out against the uh, the Montenegrin team, their their manager actually got sacked straight after the game. Uh, it was that much of a disappoint a disappointment. Um, and then I watched them against Verona Kelly in the two legs, and they definitely weren't convincing. Uh, they've they've obviously got a lot of quality quality in their team. But uh, the, the fans here, like they, they really get on the team's back if, if things aren't going well. And it's not just whether you're winning or not; it's how you're playing. Like I was at the Ferriby Kelly game, and they got booed off the pitch at halftime when they were one 0 up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think there's a there's a maybe a little bit of um, a disconnect between the fans and the players. The players at times uh, look like they're they're only kind of going through the motions. Having said that, they've a lot of quality. So I think Dundalk will need to turn up uh, big time tomorrow. And they'll also have to expect or hope that Slovan maybe don't hit 100% of their potential to have a chance of going through.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it sounds interesting. It sounds like it could be a, an opportunity for Dundalk to lift themselves. I don't know what you made of the Carabao game, but um, what have you made of Dundalk in,
2: in terms of the European run? Like, I was talking to the lads about this last night. You know, the the consent... If you read the, the fans' forums and Twitter and Oriel Web and all of that, you kind of get the sense that the Dundalk aren't playing well at the minute. And, you know, they've just gone 20 games unbeaten while supposedly not playing well. Um, because I think people expect a certain brand of football, which they had under Stephen Kenny. And I think it obviously there's a transition with Vinny coming in to, to put his own stamp on the team. Um, against Carabag, like, that's a different kettle of fish than Slovan. Like... I'd I'd say Stevie O'Donnell was looking at Carabag and going through their team and saying, lads, where is the weakness in this side? They just look so strong across the park, and they had some players who were one or two levels above what the Dundalk lads would have met in the past. Slovan aren't like that. I think if you look at Slovan, you can see where they're strong, you can see where they're weak, and Dundalk can definitely get at them.
1: Mm. Is that is it fair to say the weakness might be defensively? I mean, they've considered a couple of set piece goals as well and stuff in, 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 the, in the recent ties. But uh, is, is it defen- that seems to be the, the tone of some of the stuff? Even I was reading Aiden Fitz this morning. I think Vinny had suggested that to him that maybe defensively they might be vulnerable to some degree.
2: Yeah, like well, the, the two games that I saw live in the stadium here, they were pretty much all out at attack, although with no real tempo. So they, they they play with the two fullbacks going right up to double up on the wings. And they generally leave, it'll be six or eight who will kind of sit in uh, to make it a back three. But at times, they even leave it at a back two. They, they get so confident in themselves going forward that they they uh, they kind of commit too many bodies, bodies forward, in my opinion. And they don't transition very well then when they lose the ball. So mm-hmm. I think if Dundalk can turn it around fast, they have a chance of turning them and getting in behind. And you're right as well from set pieces, like the the, the side for Ronnie Kelly, no disrespect to them. Uh, I think they're, they're not even pretty much semi pros. all they are. Um, and and they were all small lads, uh, but but they, they they got they got a goal from a free kick. It was it was a ball put into the box. Uh, mm-hmm. Slovan didn't deal with it and it fell to a guy unmarked at the edge. So I think from set pieces they're definitely uh, susceptible. I take it you'll be able to enjoy the game as well. Well, I'm actually doing the uh, the LMFM commentary. Um, on with Adrian. Uh, yeah, Adrian gave me a shout there. I think he was badly stuck for somebody, so he he asked me to do it. So I'll enjoy that. It should should be decent. At least you get good seats. But I think the away end for the dog fans isn't great. It's kind of up in the nosebleed seats, and you've got this kind of plastic bulletproof or whatever it is, glass in front of you. So it's not the most comfortable atmosphere for the away fans. I think you're underselling yourself there, Donald, um,
0: in terms of your burgeoning radio career. But enjoy the game, and thanks very much for the insights.
2: Yeah, I don't know about that, but thanks very much, lads. Cheers, Donald. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye.
1: Cheers, Donald. See you. I think what's interesting about that there, John, he he spoke about uh, the potential for the dock to to turn things around quickly on the break I kind of wonder will that influence their selection and like there's been a bit of discussion maybe around the form of Michael Duffy and how he's been faring but actually like as as that game has been des- described there as Slovan's style has been described there it's actually like a perfect scenario for someone like Duffy what about maybe Daniel even Kelly? someone I was just going the next mm-hmm. person I was going to say or maybe even someone like Daniel Kelly that it must be tempting um I think I've sometimes like the dogs. I always find that the selection of the dogs right-sided midfielders sometimes tell you something about what way they're going to play in the game. Whether it's the McGrath style, it's the Mountney uh, for maybe the more defensive job, or Kelly who hasn't started the game in Europe. But obviously that would be the, the most bold strategy of them all. But I suppose it must be tempting if you think that that's how Bratislava are going to approach the game. Um, I, there's a natural element of first legs of there's a caginess and you stay in the tie, um, and and so on. But it, but actually, if this is if this is the way that Bratislava play, do you almost want to think? You no, know, you need to strike them, you know, and and, and punish them, get and, an and, and get the away goal. So that's the challenge. I'd imagine they're probably pouring over in terms. Of midfield is going to
0: be the like mid, they've Vinny's alluded to this that the midfield has had um, a lot of changes in force changes this year, and you have like just. Obviously Flora is out, Benson's been out, McLenny was out earlier in the season, and they went with um, that sort of sitting two as you said the other the other week, which didn't I, really. I work. can't
1: imagine they'd do that again um, for this one. They'd probably look to bring in someone like Murray. Sean who's, Murray who's, came in, who's, who's, who's good technically, and, and you
0: know, I think Jarvis could actually do a very good job there. I know they played they've him a tried little there bit there sporadically. Yeah, um, it's
1: another it's another one to think about. Um, like. You know, I would say about Duffy. I think, like, I think Duffy spoke a couple of weeks back. I mean, Duffy still has ultimately. I think he's been struggling with a groin injury for most of this season. Mm. I think even a half time in games, he needs to be doing mm. these exercises and stuff. And I think you know, sometimes that's like this is the fixture congestion and stuff. It catches up in you know, over time. McIlhenny, even to me, hasn't been at his best. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's been inhibited by just, I don't know pain you know and this is just a he was he was wearing strapping in the first leg i think of the was it the Riga match and stuff like that so they're they're not firing and i mean there there comes a point um as crazy as it sounds where would you think about even if you think someone's not right would you would you start McGrath centrally and actually think of taking McElhinney out of the firing line, but with a view to bringing him on in the game and seeing if a 30-minute impact could really suit him. Um, yeah. It seems heresy with someone... Well, that, he, te- came that yeah, he came on against Batte back It seems uh, heresy that someone that technically good uh, could you not play them in a European match. Um, and I suspect Danny probably still will play him. He told I, me
0: after the game that he really struggled with that heat, and he was just mm-hmm. describing how the jersey was like if you had it in water and just squeezed it afterwards. Yeah. And it was hard to... Um, like it was kind of hard to relate initially because we were we weren't obviously like we weren't running around but the, all the players were saying it. it was really tough. You saw
1: Gannon like he's one of the fittest players in the country.
0: panton like
1: uh, he was he was he was at one point I thought he picked up a like a muscle injury mm. he was about to come off but it turned out I think it was just an element of uh, just that fatigue creeping mm. in. So um, I, he's got a few decisions to, to, to play out here and it, it depends like a lot of this stuff is like recovery and and how you've managed your your week. Um, you know they've they 've come off the back of a of a of a now a lot of people listen to this would say they should have been playing a game at the weekend and mm. like, you know that that's it 's not an unfair point from their perspective, but maybe the likes of Mcen and Duffy maybe just a bit of downtime and and just you know recharge a small bit uh, it might it might bring them back fresher and better because uh, they certainly need more from those players.
0: Shane Supple is now on the line with an um, exclusive reaction to the clobber that he wore uh, for the Finn Harps uh, Cor knows,
1: knows Cork pats, was Cork Pats, John. You, you, was Cork like, you, pats a, you were in, I think you were in Galway, Baku or some festival when this was on.
0: Is, so. it, is it denim or is it not? I'm a bit confused. It's not denim, no. It's not denim. No. I wouldn't do
3: denim not no. at all I wouldn't be able to pull that off just about pull that off I think on uh, on Friday did, know. Did he pull it off then oh,
1: I don't know I mean yeah. listen, I think it's all right it. he's happy in himself yeah. that's the most important thing to be yeah. honest you yeah. know yeah. as long as you're uh, happy you yeah, like, you know what they say I'm this, happy I'm comfortable like, yeah. the, 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 I know I know listen he's he's retired before but like you know the 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 first year after retirement footballers there's just they're, they're trying to find themselves yeah. you know and this is he's clearly going <laughs> through some kind of some kind of phase. We have to be supportive to him during this phase. And like it's, I, it's, it's important. Oh, i got be a bit there. braver, Dan. That's what it is. It's <laughs> yeah, it's a bit braver. Now. You couldn't have, you, would you have rocked into the dressing room wearing that now? Would, you, would that have that? No, not. Oh,
3: no. No. no, no, no chance, no, no chance. Not with the likes of Bucko and Keith Wardy there now at the Me, No chance. It looks like something you're,
1: you're right back and be
0: trying to flog you. <laughs> uh. Uh,
3: how are you keeping, anyway,
0: post retirement and all
3: that? Oh, good, yeah. Uh, ah, yeah, it's grand. Like Missing, but, missing the plane, obviously, but um, as I said, a busy month there with Eric doing the game, so it's great like to be involved that way. Yeah, Bose
0: Bo's have, Bo's have had a fair bit of a wobble, it has to be said.
3: Yeah, um, I think obviously losing Dini was massive for them, you know, and they never, you know, in fairness to Swanee, he works his socks off and that, but he, he's not Dini, and, you know, the lads are used to playing with, with Dini up top, and it, it took them a bit of time, he's got Andre Wright in now, probably not fully fully match fit, but I think, you know, the loss of Dini, of all the players, you know, I don't think you could afford to lose Dini, and you could probably put James Talbot in that bracket as well, mm. but, yeah. Um, you know in terms of goals um you know then he is a massive blow did um
0: just we 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 will get to the cup games but what have you made of the the two european uh, ties from last week obviously Shamrock Rovers did have a sort of a great chance to get through and ultimately didn't and Dundalk now going into the Europa League to play slow in Bratislava
3: yeah now Rovers is very, very impressed with them and how they how they performed against a side like that and it was unfortunate for them at the end obviously we couldn't couldn't watch the game but I was kind of trying to follow it on Twitter and that and and it seemed like at one stage they were, you know, the real chance of getting through and unfortunately, the sendings off probably changed the game um, in the end for them. But listen, they'll take great um, heart from that and, and momentum, um, you know, going forward in the, for the rest of the season. I saw the second leg of the Dundalk game and they were completely outclassed, in my opinion. Um, that Carabaugh side look, you know, really, really decent. Um, and it's just a question of how Dundalk going to, you know, really bridge that that gap to get to the next, you know, the next level. Um, it's it's a tricky one because I think you know, as much as we try to you know promote the league here and say good things about it, we have to be honest and they're not getting the games week in week out here where they they can rise to to that level when they need to um, come the European games and plus Carabagar. Obviously, he's only starting their pre-season as well. So, you know, if you look at it from in those two kind of contexts, it's, it's it's a tricky one. A bit, You know, investment. Do they need a bit more investment in the squad? Um, will they be able to attract, you know, the quality of player? Because I don't know whether that player is in this country at the moment. Um, so, a few questions probably need to be asked and, and, and reassessed maybe with them going forward to, you know, to maybe get through a couple more rounds of the Champions League qualifying stage.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a problem, isn't it? Because... They they have the players to win the league here. Um I know Rovers are obviously a very strong squad now, but the still have, you know, the players, the best all round squad uh, to win the league here. So there's nothing wrong with the players they have as such in terms of achieving Enough. your domestic <laughs> targets. So how do you how do you upgrade you know, while while but but risk losing something as well when you when you have guys you know the league, it's sort of a it's a bit of a catch twenty two one in a degree, you know?
3: Yeah, it is. And I think, listen, you know, there's lots of talk and lots of stuff going on. at The moment where the league is going, the direction it's it's going. But we need to bring everyone else up, um, really. And that's gonna, you're gonna be able to attract, you know, maybe certain players or a different kind of player to the league if if players are aware it's stronger. There's financially, you know, there's more money within the league. You know, facilities are gonna be better. So it's it's you know the whole the league as a whole. You know, the rest of the teams within the league, they they all need to, but. Um, you know, the the Karen lucid thing is is an interesting one and you know the money that's that's potentially around there for a club finishing and finishing last is three times I think what it would be for winning mm. the league nearly. So um if you could get it to that stage, I think that that's gonna help Dundalk. I don't think there's much more like Dundalk can, can really do um without being extravagant in terms of their spending and, and, and you know, doubling salaries or tripling salaries to attract Players in so that they compete, you know, for two or three games, a, you know, a year. Um, I, I don't think that that will probably happen, but we need to bring everyone and everyone else up and, and try to get them up to that to that level. But we don't have the players enough players in, within the league at the moment. I don't think of, of the quality that that's needed.
1: Yeah, because it, the way things have fallen the last couple of weeks, like you've you've ended up doing a lot of games just because the Docking Rovers has been in Europe, so there has been the sort of mid-table type games. I mean, something like Cork Pats last Friday. I mean, I, I caught a good bit of that game. So, the, these are two teams at the moment, what, fifth and eighth. Um, mm-hmm. like, like, it wouldn't inspire you, you know? It wouldn't, like, in terms of the levels of some of these matches haven't been haven't been terrific, to say the least.
3: No, they haven't. And I think, I don't know, if some stat man wants to get down and, and, and do the maths on it, you know? Look at the amount of goals that have been scored throughout the league. I, I imagine it's massively down on years. Seems, teams seem to be just nullifying each other or cancelling each other out at times in games and... You know, obviously, yeah, we, we've done a lot of games in the last month and they, they haven't been, the quality hasn't been that great. You know, the Pats-Cork game the other day, Pats play, you know, we know what the way Pats play, they play nice football, but it's all in front of you. There was no really penetration there um, and it was disappointing, Cork, you just don't know what's going on there with them. Um, they've, they've gone backwards in mass there seems to be no real game plan there. But, again, both. Those are not scoring many goals, um, so it's, it's a funny one. I'd love to know actually if someone was to sit down and do the stats and the amount of goals mm. that have been scored this season because there definitely isn't as many in pre- as in previous years. I wouldn't say,
0: yeah, here I've yeah. had a suite of games though with like one or no goals, it's just been that sort of a run, um, yeah. But I think, the, I, mean,
1: them, the, so. I think the league at this time of year, like the European thing, is over, over archers, it sort of dominates everything, um, but it, it is just in terms of, I don't know, like Finn Harps are a great story at the moment, they're flying along and they're going well yeah. um, but just a lot of the teams are in the middle, I don't know they're just, when you consider the enthusiasm you have probably in, around the new season in February, March but I think now, to go back to the broader point I mean, we had a guest on before speaking about how there's a perception that the Dundalk maybe aren't playing that well at the moment, but then pointing out, well they are unbeaten for 20 games, but it feels like they've been yeah. unbeaten for 20 games without needing to be Sensational, and like that's a that's a that's a problem. I, I can see why it would probably wind up some of the Dundalk lads who probably have great pride in that run that they've been on. Um But I don't know; they're, they're clearly not getting enough and and enough of a challenge. And I don't know how you address it. I don't know how you actually address it. No, I,
3: I don't think, and it's not a quick fix either. Dan, you know, with it, mm. definitely not. We need to. I know there's a lot of talking going on, and there's a working group as well within the league, sitting down and looking at things, and that's what needs to be done. But. It needs to be a five, ten year kind of plan and, you know, put realistic goals in place um, to achieve these, you know, to bring teams up or, or, you know, bring the game along to a certain level and um, hopefully, you know, with the sounds of it, there are some good people in there with some good ideas. Um, but that's what needs to be done. It's, it's a not a quick fix. We need to try stuff out. It's not working. Like A bit like the GA, you know, maybe every couple of years they try a couple of rules out, new rules and see how they, you know, implement them during the league and if they, if they work, they keep. Keep them, if not, um, you know. And some people say, "Well, we don't like you messing with the tradition of the game and that." But um, that game has evolved massively. Um, mm. Football has evolved certainly over over the years, um, and, and we, as an organisation, and you know, as stakeholders in the game, we need to look at you know how to improve the the product um, all around for fans, players, you know, everyone to see what we can do to bring it forward. But yeah, I, I can't see the likes of a Dundalk, you know, getting through to a Champions League group stages um, certainly not within the next 15-20 years the way it's at the moment
1: mm, No, I think I think you know other leagues are improving uh, that were yeah. up nearly behind us so I think that's the problem I suppose if, if we are talking generally though about energising seasons maybe the cup is coming around at the right time for some of these teams because um uh, I mean, you know, Bo Shells and Friday is a great cup tie, um, but even some of those other middle table teams that we've mentioned before, like Cork and Pats, mm. it could lift your season. But look at Bo Shells as a standout. I think if we were to name all the players like involved, you know, coaches involved <laughs> yeah, against their former yeah. club or whatever, we'd be we'd be here forever. But uh, you'd have a very good insight to, to both those camps, I guess. I mean, this is a, I mean, I even think of off the field, people like Dave Henderson, who would be for, you know, yeah. he'd be very good terms with people like that. I mean. This is a hell of a tie, really, isn't it, for the first round?
3: Yeah, it's a great tie. As you said, like I suppose going back to ourselves last year, the, the, the Cup gave us a massive boost last year. You know, the run, we, the run we went on with Bohemians into the semi-final and the replay eventually with Cork, we, we lost. But it can do, for the likes of some of the, the teams around mid-table, it can be a massive lift for a season that's effectively been a dead rubber for, for a good chunk of teams within there. Um, the league. So um it definitely can ignite things there. But yeah, the ball shells thing will be very interesting. Obviously Ian Morris, um manager of Shells this year and former player, I'll be very close to Ian and that and he's, he's done a fantastic job. I just don't know with this game on Friday. You know, Ian is obviously their four games out. You know, did a bad result on Saturday down in Cove and other teams like to draw in Longford um, which they have to play in the next two games you know, I think he might have one eye on on the league and getting over the line there. That is his bread and butter and that's what he was brought in to do this year. So, yes, the beaten Bows in the Cup on Friday night would be a nice bonus for them but um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gave um, some other players a, a run out um, in that mm. one. Um, but for Bows, yeah, definitely the Cup is, is something I know Keith and the lads definitely are, you know, would like to get a run in and get to a final and, and win a trophy ideally and it would be great to see them do that. So, um it be an interesting game. We of need in it, obviously, for the fans as well. It's, it's a fantastic game to have as well.
1: Yeah, I mean it's interesting actually because I mean bows have everything to lose from this tie really. Whereas it would strike me maybe as more yeah. of a free shot for Shells because it's you know, they've got other things on their mind. But that is interesting. It's po- you seem to think it's possible they might not necessarily be they might not necessarily yeah. be full throttle. I mean, not that not gonna be full throttle, but you know what I mean. They might have other other the manager might have other factors in his mind.
3: Yeah, well, I think, he, yeah, certainly, as I said, there's four games left in the season and, you know, the objective at the start of the season was to, you know, get promoted automatically. Um, <clears throat> with the, the lead they did have and they still have, you know, it would be very disappointing if, you know, someone was to claw that back on them and they, they had to win through the playoffs. As we know a lot of teams that end up in the playoffs after leading for so long are looking like they're getting automatic. They, they tend to struggle in playoff situations. Mm. So, um, teams that have just got in or have the bit of momentum, so... Ian is, is, you know, his main priority is certainly getting promotion. And I think he'll, you know, listen, it is a shot to, to nothing, I suppose, to an extent for them on, on Friday night. Bows at home, they have everything to lose. So um, I, I don't think Ian will be overly concerned if, if, if they did go out um, this time around. But, um, yeah, I think he'll put out slightly weak side, I'd imagine, um, come Friday.
0: Thanks a million for that, Super Subs.
3: No problem, lads. No Thanks, problem. Shane. Talk to you, we'll talk you soon. soon. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers, Shane. All the best. Thanks, See ya.
0: Cheers, lads. See ya. Uh, earlier on, we heard from Keith Cowan, the Harps defender, on WhatsApp audio. I first asked him, "How is this great one that Harps have gone on happened, and is it part of a you know great spirit in the camp? Obviously, they're ahead, uh, looking ahead to Friday's game against Rovers. How tough is that going to be, and essentially their hopes for the rest of the season?
4: Yeah, we're definitely on a great run at the moment. Um, I don't think there's any real sort of magic, magic formula in terms of uh, how we've uh, put a few, a few, a few results back to back. There's definitely a case for maybe cutting out a few uh, errors in, in key areas. Um, but uh, I think anybody who'd maybe watched our games uh, throughout the season, uh, we definitely felt ourselves that we had uh, been unlucky and maybe should have got a few more points here and there. Um, but look, we've been at the other end of the scale too, where uh, we maybe weren't sure where the next uh, few points were coming from. Um, you know, it's important not to get uh, too down when things weren't going our way earlier in the year. And you know, I think we've got enough experience um, in the camp uh, to try and keep it as positive as possible. You know, and if things didn't go your way at the weekend, then you know, come in Monday, come in fresh, and you know, try and put a positive spin on it. And um, you know, trying, I suppose, uh, relate to the younger lads that, you know, it's not all about picking up a three points or a points every every week like maybe other teams need to. Or um, so it's just a case of you know trying to keep things as positive as possible. Uh, try and keep everybody you know upbeat and uh, you know that uh, come Friday that we're ready to go again. And you know anything that co- that we can put on the board is going to be a a major positive for us. Yeah, Rovers is going to be extremely tough this week um you know i suppose they're kind of you know they'll be on a high i suppose uh, after europe i know things didn't go their way in the last round but that'll give them huge confidence that they weren't that they weren't too far away um you know we've faced them a couple of times this year already and you know they've sort of uh up there in the first game you know it could have been it could have been a lot more than than what it turned out i think it turned out 3 in the end it could have made a lot more um we thought maybe we should have got something in Baba Fe. Uh, I think Bulger got a goal in the last five minutes or something. But you know, just touching on that, the amount of uh, quality they have, and you know that they're adding to their ranks almost on a on a weekly basis. Um, they'll be looking. They'll they shouldn't see us as a problem at all this weekend. And I'm sure they'll be, you know, thinking about who they'll be getting in the in the next round rather than uh, maybe maybe any any sort of uh, fight that we might put up for them. Yeah, look, uh, they're they're a great side, and you know they haven't had many problems in and uh, Tala this season. So uh, I'm sure they'll be uh, they'll be just uh, maybe focusing on the next round and maybe not giving us too much thought. Yeah, the hopes for the rest of the season, I suppose, uh, first and foremost, would be survival. Um, you know, we we knew it was going to be difficult at the start of the year. And um, you know, if we could get a playoff place now, we'd be, I suppose, delighted with that. Um, the way that the, the way that it turned out, and this was the way it took us so long, maybe to get ourselves in the right gear and you know get points on the board. And um, I suppose with that would come the, the just just to continue this uh, good run of form that we've been on um you know it definitely has made, it's definitely made training a lot easier and i know you know being around the being around the, the squad and being around the the club as a whole you know everyone's on a high so i suppose long may that last and you know i suppose with the squad that we have and why it can be so thin and you know there's a lot of young players in and we've had a lot of experienced players that maybe um have been injured uh for us earlier on in the season i suppose so to keep those guys um to keep those guys injury free and to keep them on the pitch, and you know it's going to give us, it's going to give us a a, a huge boost. Uh, I suppose personally, as a defender, um, to keep the I suppose the run of clean sheets going, you know, and um, it's been great for us as a group because you know when the ball goes in, I suppose everyone's kind of maybe looking around at us to see, you know, was there a mistake with us? So you know we've sort of become really tight as a as a group. Uh, throughout the season and so um, you know definitely uh, if we can keep that going uh, hopefully we won't not be too far away come the end uh, I guess one of the big narratives of this game is Graham Burke
0: and you'd imagine he's could be playing against Harps um, so it's yeah, on a great run but it's, it's, it's not going to get any easier
1: no it's a massive sign in Burke and I mean, like Farouja coming in as well I suppose you think from the Rovers perspective now I mean the league it's not gone, but it's probably gone, realistically. You're, you're talking about Devon Locke style collapse from from the dog. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so the cup is the one. I mean, like you speak to some, obviously, you know, I'd speak to some long serving Rovers fans who'd nearly rather a cup win over a league win um, at this stage because it's been so long. The, the cup specialists who I'm not sure if any of the Rovers players, maybe aside from Alan Manor, were even born the last time they uh, they won the cup. So um, what, 30, 85? 30, 87. So, so it's like 30 to, 32 years so um it's it's sort of uh it's a remarkable it's, famine when you think about it it is it is i oh. mean okay i mean th- th- that does coincide with a lot of their wilderness years and you know the homeless years um and it's it's it, in many ways it like bookends a, a certain part of their history you know, and it would be fitting you know for them to win a cup well back in talent obviously they had the chance to do it in the first cup final in the Aviva um in in 2010, this this Rovers game, and they lost in penalties. But I mean, they really do have like you look at the the, the players they have with the ability to sort of win one off ties, you know, one off games. You, you would think that it's a team that should be perfect for uh, for that. But um, so you know, like we spoke to, obviously to, to to Shane there, Shane Supple about how maybe from from the perspective of. Uh, of shells, this might not be the be-all and end-all. And I suppose we'll see from Harps that as much as they're excited about the game and, and you know, hear from Keith there talking about the game. Um, I still think like Harps will
0: be looking at trying to catch Cork
1: City. I, know oh, I think no, like, I know well, no, they, they have to stay ahead of UCD. Mm. Not getting bogged down that road. My point is, really... The league's priority. Maybe, yeah. They may not really be fully focused on the Cup. Whereas, obviously, for other teams, you know, the likes of Sligo Rovers now and Pats, you know, the Cup might become the focal point of the rest of their season now, mm. um, and I think for Rovers to a degree, this is it now. You know, this is this is their chance to this is their last remaining chance to win some silverware and actually salvage something from from. I say salvage something. sounds a bit harsh. Salvage yeah. is very harsh, but I mm. guess to have something to reflect their season because because I think for Rovers this season the cup is to them what the cup was to Cork City in 2016 mm. when. Um, that set the tone for their league win the following year. I think they just need something to, to mark their progression. Because if they end with a trophyless year, um, it, it's grand. There was more of a there was more of a high and there was more of a buzz. But the bottom line is is still the same. Um, yeah. And so I think really the cup for them is is absolutely everything now.
0: There have been some interesting signings. Walford signed Walter Figueroa, who'd been with um, Chelsea back in the day. Obviously, he's been in
1: English non-league. He's been in yeah. the, Greek, the Greek
0: top flight as well. Yeah, he, he played against. I think he played against Derry in the in the in the EA Sports Cup. Um, Semi final last night. He did. he scored. and obviously unscored. Sorry, and Owen Stokes coming into Cork City as well as an interesting one. And obviously Bo's making the, the signing up front as well. So. Andre right, yeah. Andre right, but um, it, I don't know. There, so there will be some players, some interesting kind of um, teams named. I've got might as well give the fixtures for the the cup. Uh, Drawhod versus Avondale. Drawhod had a great win against Galway at the weekend. They they are genuinely pushing shells for first place at the moment. Um, Derry City against Wexford. Glebe North versus Sligo Rovers. These are all Friday games. Boy
1: Parkhouse is doing well. 16 goals in all competitions. Um, and, and second, he's only two goals behind Huben in the, in the Premier Division charts. Now, Huben has a lot of games to play. Four um, goals in a game.
0: Yeah. Um, it's pretty
1: impressive. He's a teenager, you know. So, mm. uh, and. The talk will try and sign him now.
0: Uh, Derry, Derry, obviously, I, I thought Bruna looked brilliant in the game against UCD, his passing ability. They're really flying at Derry. Cabin Tilly against Cork City. If there's ever the um, the PBC, the potential banana skin, um, going up to Stradbrook. Is that a thing? PBC. Um, it is now. Uh, but skin starts with S. PBS. Is that P-B-S. a PBS bank? PBS. Anyway, it's, yeah. a, it's a potential banana <laughs> conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> Bows against Shells my, my enthusiasm for the game has slightly gone down there with Sup's kind of saying that Shells will, will, will um, change it up a bit Cove Wanderers against Limerick. Owen is still laughing at that. That wasn't I think it was wasn't that your funny. finest moment. PBS so, yeah. is actually
1: yeah. Uh, PBS is a television station in America. It is. It would do well, a lot rated. of the do a lot of the documentaries. Something you'd see like a twelve hour series on the Kennedy family or mm. something
0: like that. That'd be on PBS. It's actually a, a top notch channel. I watch is. it a fair bit. Yeah. Um, but it is potential banana skin for uh, Cork City. The and old PVC. <laughs> uh, funny enough, Cabo's pitch is an awful lot better than it was. So you don't know if that's it's a help the, or a it's the rugby season. Yeah, it's not yeah. The rugby season. Um, uh, Pats against Bray, Wonders. Cove Wonders v Limerick. You missed yeah, that? No, yeah. I, I said that actually. Cole Wonders you? against no, Limerick. Okay. St. Pats against What's that? Bray. What's Wonders. that? A PB? <laughs> <laughs> PB? Samark Rovers against game. Harps. Um, and now we're on to Saturday. St. Michael's against Glen Longford against Adlone in the Midlands Derby. Crumlin, Malawai. Do you know where Glen is? I don't. Mm. Do you? No. I should, check yeah, I, should I should know that. Uh, I know roughly where Collinsown is because they're playing Go United um, in Whitehall. Was my own old stomping ground. in college. has done Donegal. There we go. Done goal. Better, better uh, not keep counting and no ignorance about that. Used to the um, Letterkenny Rovers. Cove Ramblers done did we mention that.
1: No, Cove. I mean, Cove beat them, beat them in the ES League Cup them. last year, coming off the back of European game. So mm. uh, I think the dog could be very well versed on that. Um, it's also yeah. okay. it's uh, the
0: the the cup for Dundalk and shouldn't be discounted as well. They'll they'll put a lot of effort into winning. They're going to want to try and win a yeah. treble here, you know. Yeah. Like
1: this is ultimately that's that's the one thing they haven't done in in their recent spell. And I think last year there would have been a feeling they really let it go. Uh, now it was a great performance by Cove Rambers mm. at, at the time, but. Uh, the Dopper took the wire off the ball maybe a small bit and they made a lot of changes so it'll be interesting because obviously the Bratislava game was on Tuesday it's coming around quickly the home leg so they make a raft of changes they have to They get, will. They, look, yeah, they, they have, have to, to, get those to be fair to they have the strength to do mm. it you know no one else is going to be be small violin for anyone else talking about the turnaround um, UCD letter Kenny Rovers another Gall team Collinstown Galway United Lucan
0: cholester Donnie Carney, 11 o'clock on Saturday morning, if you're if you're that way inclined, getting up early to watch two non-league teams playing in the cup. Um, eleven
1: a.m. I mean, I know it's obviously you know it's a regular time for games to take place at mm. junior football level, but I don't know.
0: We used to play. Uh, I remember when I used to play B in the Roscommon District League. We would a lot of games at eleven o'clock, and we were reasonably professional for a B team, so we wouldn't go out the night before, but you'd often come up against this kind of grizzled like, centre-back who clearly had been out tonight, Yeah, but, yeah. And he'd be sort of like, just go easy on me young lad today, will you? And this big whiff of beer often
1: Coughing on cars. <laughs> of course, you would now be that old lad when you venture out come, to play. Coming
0: back from a festival. <laughs> coming, back,
1: from yeah. back from, coming back from Baku, the Galway races, and a festival. Uh, be, nah,
0: yeah, we, we were fairly good in Baku, in fairness. Didn't, nothing too no, bad. No, uh, at
1: University <laughs> Town in Watford. Yeah. We well, were playing pool against some locals, actually. Uh-huh. It was like... Your the, performance was... Uh, uh, a disgrace it, it is the word that springs to mind. It, it
0: regressed, um, but it, no. The, the problem was the pool table. It was like that. It was like Larry Burns' Bra- episode of The Simpsons, where they're on the train playing pool, and all the balls went into one pocket. No, it was like
1: the, brand, the old Brandywell pitch, just for a league oh, yeah. reference. There, it was a d- d- sort of dramatic slope, and the high point of the pool game was when. Uh, Hollywood Johnny Hollywood Ward finished the match. But well, do you remember this? <laughs> by flipping, by flipping your cue around to knock it in with and the sort the of the, of the, arse the end of the cue, so he knocked it in to showboat, and then the white just rolled down the table, and we knew what was going to happen for around <laughs> ten seconds off. <laughs> so the whole place was uh, was on their feet. The Azaris are technically
0: good footballers. It wouldn't be great if pool. They though. were absolutely appalling, 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 appalling bad. Yeah. They could barely but, hit the ball. But the <laughs>
1: that's because they play on this. <laughs> there's ice rink slanted ice rink all the time uh, um, the, the Premier Division
0: results are from the weekend UCD won Derry 3 Cork nil, Pats won Harps won Bowes nil and in the first division Athlone won Longford 5 Cavantilly 3 Limerick nil Galway won at 3 Wexford won Bray 5 and Cove won Shelbur nil which really was a pretty mad result um, in in terms of the the title race there 5 points only now yeah. uh, so interesting times ahead and uh, th- so that, that was it so for episode uh, 26 best of luck to Dundalk and Bratislava Sick. hope they can hope they can lift themselves down I'd be a little bit worried uh, I don't
1: know I, I I think this is one of these things it's good to have Donald on there uh, you know you, 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 we always see things through the prism of our own club and where they're at but I mean there seems to be a lot of reasons that, to be worried if you were a Bratislava and involved mm. with them. all the other Slovakian teams would be knocked out of Europe too uh, and actually Slovan's recent European record is poison in Europe so um, there's obviously a certain amount of pressure on them they have like a, a youth team coach or the reserve team coach is in charge it's a really great time to get them definitely so uh um, you know, th- everything is relative. Like, the dog aren't in disarray. Like, there are twen- 20 unbeaten <laughs> in the league. And, you know, at home, they, they were beaten by a much better team last week. Mm. That's not a crisis and we, we welcome
0: any suggestions as to where it'd be a good place to watch it. I was thinking maybe the Lord Edwards. But you're saying it's a bit long long Not Because, obviously, not all bars are very sport. Somewhere no, below. no. But, I
1: mean, the Lord Edwards is just somewhere that's very close to you. Mm. It's somewhere where you often, you adventure for one of your James Joyce... Sort of Ulysses styles <laughs> wander wanders around Dublin. So, so send us this very arty Instagram picture of yourself. Like at your Instagram pictures these days, reader. Reflective pictures of sunsets. Are uh, you topless after a ah, swim?
0: That, w- that was yeah, That was a one off now. To be there fair, was it? There was two of them. I meant to bring something else up as well. Oh yeah, like so. If they did get through, and I presume I'm I'm being presumptuous here, but. That would be an amazing trip to go to see the Pauk uh, Pauk atmosphere. There. Well, I was
1: at Pauk uh, Shamrock oh, were, in 2011. Yeah. I've always wanted it's to go. It's one of the great pre-game atmospheres. Yeah. It was actually a bit of a strange trip that because well, obviously Greece was going through you know serious problems at the time. So uh, there was there was certainly a series of strikes had brought the place mm-hmm. to a standstill, and all the rubbish was being dumped on the street. So everywhere you walked it was just rubbish bags like sprawled all over the place. It was actually. Fairly, fairly grim, you know. And Thessaloniki is a sort of a an edgy enough. Edgy yeah, enough it's
0: place. it's uh, s- probably southern Macedonia in technical terms. Um, that mm. it's part of the old Macedonia yeah. region. But um, I actually don't I like. See. I watched a bit of Pauk last year. There's probably a presumption that IX will definitely get through, but you'd you never know one way or the other. To be, it'd be, there, gr- well,
1: I'd be Yeah, they're I'd be, not. I'd be, if the dog were to get past Bratislava and lose that tie, it would probably represent an okay year in Europe. For them oh yeah, yeah, In terms yeah, absolutely. of absolutely what, what they've done, so in many respects, I think how they do against Bratislava will probably decide how their European year is remembered. And mm. um, so this is this is an opportunity for them to to do what really the most that, that realistically, realistically could be expected of them. As I mm. said earlier, I'm repeating myself here. For any club to make that breakthrough, you need that luck with a draw. batting and mm. all these teams, they also got lucky draws to, to send them along the way. Um, and and so one, one or two other teams this year are going to get lucky in a way that maybe the dog haven't. But I mean, it's very presumptuous to suddenly start talking about the fourth round. To beat Bratislava over two legs, for all that they may be in a bit of disarray, is still a massive ask. You know, it would still be uh, a massive achievement if you're playing against a team that can sign a striker for like what, a couple of million quid, you know that's a uh, that's that's Definitely. a couple of rungs up the ladder.
0: Before we wrap up, nice uh, piece from um, your trip as well. Good long, good long reading. The end of the
1: yeah, a bit of the the, the people behind the story. And I, and, I, and, I, and this is the thing. Like what's happening at the dock now is that the dock is still basically like a community club with a lot of volunteers and fans. But you have this whole other mm. other strand to the dock now where you have. Different owners and different characters and different people involved in their ambitions, and it's almost trying to like merge the, merge the two, and it's it's, it's uh, a happy medium. It's a the club's at an interesting point in its history here because, mm-hmm. you know, those people are still there and still pivotal to the to the volunteers to running the club, but also they're trying to be a very high end professional operation competing at the highest level in Europe too, and it's, uh, yeah, that's why I wanted to do a piece on something like that. So that was that was the plan. But um, they've got more more European tales to come anyway. That's for sure.
0: Don't forget the game again is live. Uh, Slovan Bratislava v Dundalk from seven ten on Wednesday on Air Sports. And um, best of luck to Dundalk. And thanks again for listening. But there are